Welcome to the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast with your host, Bud and the Deer, where aspiring champs come to get the latest and most accurate information to become top tier. Let's get on with the episode. Can you name the more iconic duos? All right, I'm gonna li- I'm gonna give you a list, and then you're gonna list whichever iconic duo you think is the uh, most important. All right, uh, I'm I'm ready for it. Okay, I'm Bud. I mean, damn, you're Bud. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love it. Uh, okay, uh, iconic duos: Bud and Cheez-Its, um, Bud and Mountain Dew, um, Bud and. That's not where I was going Chocolate with bars. this. Uh, that I, th- was I not think where I, I was going. I with think this. I nailed it. I think I nailed it. All right, go on. Uh, Bud uh, and mayonnaise. There you go. That's kind of weird. I'm just saying. Okay, so I'm Natter alongside Bud. There we go. That's how you properly I'm, do an intro. I'm very proud of you Thank for you. actually nailing that. You know, you Thank forgot your name. That's impressive. Yeah, it happens. Not Sorry. only not only that you forget players' names or get them mixed up, you forgot your own name. It takes a lot, a lot of talent. I, I was eating Cheez-Its, and you know when you're kind of like mesmerized in the cheesy goodness? <laughs> kind of mix things up. <laughs> okay. Can you buy me? Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to get into it? Fine. All right. NFL headlines. Christian McCaffrey. He cometh and then he taketh and then he goeth. Comes up, puts up 30, gets injured, and now we are in a waiting game. Injured shoulder, needs more tests if he can play next Sunday against Tampa Bay. He played you. He really did. Absolutely. You were like, ooh, 33? Killing it this weekend? Uh-huh. And then, huh, yeah, he's not playing for you next week. Ouch. Uh, see, see, see. the fun part is is when you go on Twitter, you get everybody's uh, medical analysis. Oh, Everyone's God. like, if you just give him some painkiller shots, he'll be good to go next week. True, uh, true. I mean, they're, yeah. hey, they're not wrong. I mean, they're not wrong, but, like, is that feasible? Probably not. So, see, uh, Christian McCaffrey, of course, whoever we are talking about, uh, he dropped 33 points in a fantastic fashion. Great to see it happen. Uh, it was against you, by the way. I had him. I did it against you. How do you feel about that? You Can I did. It was, uh, you know, it was a good battle. It's a good we, battle. We both put up uh, 140. So, yes. I mean, you, you put up 140, you can't complain at that point. It's really hard to complain if you put up over 120 and a half point PPR. Yeah, you're... It's good. You had a great week. You had a solid week. Everyone played well, except your kicker. Your kicker almost got zero, yes, <laughs> and you would have lost with that. But you didn't. Ryan sucked. But up. you didn't. I'm proud of you. Thank you killed you. it. Thank you. You know. Uh, I mean, we're gonna have to wait and see what it is for him. But hopefully, if you had Mike Davis, you did not instinctively drop him. <laughs> instinctively drop him. Instinctively drop. I nailed it for you. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank you. Uh, you know, if Christian McCaffrey is out. Mike Davis is going to be a plug-and-play RB. It is against Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay has a pretty good run defense. So I'm definitely going to ask you to tamper expectations, but we shall see. Because last year, Christian McCaffrey, he totaled, I think, 10 points last year against both times he played Tampa Bay last year. So are you feeling like this is a good time for him to be out again? It's unfortunate, <laughs> and uh, and I'm never going to say, oh, yeah, I wish I wish my player, Christian McCaffrey, was out a week. Uh, but it's not the worst week for him to be out. Now, of course, uh, he has a couple of juicy matchups after that, but he does have a week 13 bye. So it's a little unfortunate that you're missing your best RB for this long 
and then you're going to miss him a little bit longer, and then after that, another bye week. Week 13 is playoffs for some people. That's right? a very early playoffs. I'd be really surprised for that. I, I think some leagues are playoffs. Ouch. If not, if so, well, you know, hopefully you are actually in playoffs. Because week 14 is definitely playoffs. Yes, week 14 Absolutely. is Absolutely. And I know some people have a little bit early. It's a little bit weird of a schedule, but, yeah, that would be brutal. Absolutely brutal. That is rough. Now, Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, my God. I'm not sure how he did it, but he injured both knees. When, when, when you get to the creme de la creme of people who get injured or fake injuries, you can't go higher than Ben Roethlisberger. You know, you, would, you really can't. You would think he's a soccer player. The way he just kind of dives, gets hurt, and he's like, oh, my God. Is, is he best friends with Cristiano Ronaldo? This is the real question. Uh, no, Cristiano Ronaldo calls up Ben Roethlisberger for tips. <laughs> so it's opposite. Yeah, it's the opposite. Come on, get it right. Very so, proud. Very so proud. So is Ben Roethlisberger going to be in two walking boots? How do you get walking boots with both <laughs> knees? It's more like a wheelchair. <laughs> is he going to be in a motorized uh, scooter? Is, yeah, is that I what you're saying? He's right going to be one of those middle-aged boomers in a wheelchair yelling at people at a Walmart. It's going to be great. I would pay to watch that. And then, you know, you might invite a couple people inside a bathroom and well, no, whatever happens after that happens after that. But, oh, God. I mean, in a wheelchair, Ben Roethlisberger, I can't imagine he plays against the Bengals. That'd be really weird. You know what would be really weird? If Des Bryant actually plays a game. Because <laughs> he, 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 he went back into the practice squad again, and they said he can come back and they can be able to play this weekend. But it's not a good sign when you go back on the practice squad, right? He played, I think, three snaps. He must have done horrendous. Uh, I'm not sure what the uh, Ravens are thinking. I think Des Bryant is over with and done. I think uh, uh, this was just a publicity stunt, if you will. Why would you want to do that? I'm not sure. I think wouldn't the Ravens you, need something, like wouldn't a spark. You, wouldn't you rather have Antonio Brown? Though? Yes. I mean, I would rather have Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown and his cousin, Marquise Brown. I think that would be a, a and I fun, feel like fun duo to watch. That would be an easy sell for Antonio Brown, too. Unfortunately, now he's with Tampa Bay, which well, looks like a dumpster fire over there. Um, all they need to add on is Adam Gase. But Des Bryant, I, I, he's irrelevant. You're, you're not touching him. Yeah, I can't imagine anybody picking him up and starting him in your roster. And if you did, well, congratulations on the loss. You very well deserve it. Now, speaking of losses, David, the broken vending machine Montgomery, is in concussion protocol. I mean, uh, this is probably one of the best news for David Montgomery owners because now you're not forced to start him. Yeah, volume is the only thing keeping David Montgomery viable at this point, and it was a brutal time watching him. I mean, he couldn't hit a hole. It reminds me of Eddie Lacy. It reminds me of, uh, there was another running back that couldn't hit a hole to save his life. Was it, uh... Who, think, who are you thinking here? He was on the Raiders for like a quick preseason game, and then he did so badly they dropped him, and then... Yeah, I think it was Eddie Lacy. I think he missed the hole, and then all of a sudden they realized, yeah, maybe he's not very good. Uh, I'll, I'll try to find who you're you talking try, about. You try to find me. I'm like, okay, while you're doing that, uh, right now, Corey, uh, Corey Patterson, he is the next man up in the running back cir circle, but I, I can't imagine yourself starting any type of caliber running back on the Bears team. They look like a dumpster fire, as uh, Bud over here would call it. I would consider them more of a dumpster fire than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, though. I don't who are you know talking about, sir? 
the Bears offense. Oh, massive dumpster fire. Is it more of a dumpster fire than the Buccaneers? The Buccaneers have played good offensive games, correct? Yes. Okay. Have the Bears played great offensive games or good offensive games? Good offensive games. Mediocrely. I would rather have Tampa Bay than I would the Bears. What do you think on that? Would no. you rather have the Bears? No, no, Tampa Bay, of course. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's not a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a question. Tampa Bay. Do you think Nick Foles would be better than Tom Brady? Uh, we'd never know because Tom Brady never shakes Nick Foles' hand. He only kisses him on the mouth? Yeah, basically. Hmm. Nice. So is he his son? So which one's the son? Nick Foles, obviously. I don't know. I mean, Nick Foles <laughs> beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. It may, it may be Tom Brady's the son. His son got older. Son started got, beating I mean, the shit out of his dad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you want from that take, but <laughs> you I mean, it's, out, not, finished it. it's it's not that far off. Yeah, there we go. Now, you know? Nick Chubb, he is to practice this week. I think this is good news. I don't expect him to play this week, uh, but it is a sign of good things to come. Leviska Chenault injured his hamstring in the beginning of the game. Uh, it looks like a slight injury. It doesn't look too serious, and they are expecting him to play this week. Preston Williams avoided a serious foot injury considered day-to-day now he says it wasn't during the celebration and it was during the touchdown catch i think that's 100 percent fake news that was clearly during the celebration he looks like he got up from the touchdown he celebrated and all of a sudden after the celebration he's kind of limping off the field yeah i i absolutely agree but i mean they they have to kind of smooth it over you know no. They have to if, try to at least. If I'm Preston Williams, I'm saying, yeah, it was during the touchdown catch because the Cardinals, they couldn't do anything about me. Like, you got to rub it in their faces. You got to throw a little disrespect and turn it on the other way. But uh, he, he failed to do that. He, he chickened out. He simped. David Johnson, also in concussion protocol. So h- how do you feel about David Johnson right now? He, he hasn't been the most productive back, but he also hasn't been David Montgomery disappointing. You know, at this point, with so many running backs hurt or not really a lot of options, I mean, he's an RB2, but he's a low-end RB2. You're going to start him almost every week unless you have a plethora of running backs. But you're not expecting a lot. You aren't. You feel more comfortable with him than, obviously, David Montgomery, but he is going to be in your lineup every week. I mean, so far, David Johnson averages about 13 carries a game with 66 yards, and you're just kind of hoping for the touchdown. He gets a handful of targets per game also. So I feel like his upside is about 15 half-point PPR fantasy points minus or plus a touchdown. So, I mean, that's not bad at all, especially for somebody you probably took in about the fourth, fifth round. I feel like you can't necessarily complain too much at his production, but he is now in concussion protocol. Typically, I think they usually pass it and play next Sunday, both David Montgomery and uh, David Johnson. I expect them to both pass concussion protocol and play. David uh, David Montgomery has an extra day because he plays Monday night next week uh, other than David Johnson, but we shall see. So Kyle Allen, he destroyed his leg. (laughs) Ironically enough, Alex Smith is now the starter. So, I mean, Alex Smith said here, you have my injury now. And I'm going to be the starter. I'm happy with the Alex Smith starter situation. You're happy with I think he's going to target McLaurin and be intelligent and just feed him all day. 
I mean, McLaurin, as much as he can. McLaurin was doing nothing that game until Alex Smith gave him Correct. a nice little 60-yard touchdown pass. Absolutely. So uh, we're going to discuss that game a little bit more in depth later on. Uh, Baker Mayfield on the COVID list. I do think this is hilarious because he is famously known for his quote, it's not that damn hard, wear your damn mask. And uh, uh, apparently Baker Mayfield was not wearing his damn mask. Makes sense. It makes sense. I feel like it's like a representation of the Browns. Doo-doo. Doo-doo, yes. And then like you go out making fun of other teams and then it just kind of slaps you right Why there would the, the Browns make fun of any team? Uh, it's a brown thing to do. Is it? Yeah. What can brown do for you? And it just did. Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. So that wraps up this headlines. Of course, right now, this is Monday morning or Monday afternoon when we are discussing all this. There is more to come, of course, on tomorrow's episode. So since there isn't too much for us to discuss, uh, of course, later on, we have our waiver wire period. But we want to recap and uh, go over the most important points of stuff we wanted to talk about today. And uh, do you want me to start it off? Start it up. Okay. So J.D. McKissick, going back to the Redskins, he had 37% of Alex Smith's target share. Uh, 14 targets, 9 catches, 65 yards. He even had 3 rushes and 17 yards to add. So that makes me say he has the much better game script probability than Antonio Gibson. Correct. Yeah, uh, you can definitely argument argue that. And McKissick's been the receiving back there for this whole season. He has, but he hasn't been immensely fantasy productive. He's been kind of there, but not uh, startable. I think with Alex Smith at quarterback, knowing he is captain checkdown, Antonio Gibson really gets PPR potential now. Antonio Gibbs, uh, yeah, McKissick has PPR potential now, and Gibson has only one third down run all year and that is a fact and because of Gibson's inability to pass block Kyle Allen tore his leg that (laughs) that was Gibson's miss block that got Kyle Allen's leg torn that's not going to go over well in the film it's not going to go over well he he tried to chop block I believe it was uh, Peppers he missed the chalk block and then Peppers kind of rolled right into Kyle Allen. I mean, uh, some people might say that's a freak accident, but uh, if you properly blocked him, then that would not have happened. Uh, I mean, we, we discussed this all year. If you cannot properly pass block, you cannot get on the field. And I think that's Gibson's uh, downfall. Downfall. Uh, you want to go over one of your time? Uh One guy, easy, I think we just have to at least mention it, is Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Uh, Absolute monster, probably number one RB this year. 22 carries, 206 yards, two touchdowns. The funny thing is, Alexander Madison, 16 carries, 69 yards. Oh, nice. So, I mean, Madison is better in that backup role, it looks like. And uh, oh, yeah. just start him up. If you got Dalvin Cook, he could be a league winner for you. It's hard to call a first-round running back a league winner for you, but when he's putting up 40 40- 49 last week against Green Bay, 43 against Detroit. It's hard and, to doubt that. And, I mean, half the wide, or RB1 or first-round running backs haven't really produced what you thought they were going to. They've either underwhelmed or have gotten hurt. Yep. Whether that's Saquon to Zeke to McCaffrey. Do I do want to say he did play against Green Bay when he got 49, the worst-run defense in the NFL, and then Detroit, the second-worst-run defense in the NFL. If yeah. he does that against Chicago – 
this upcoming Sunday on Monday night, then I will be impressed. After yeah. that, he goes against Dallas, Carolina, and Jacksonville. That is a very nice matchup upcoming. But unfortunately, when he goes to the playoffs, he goes against Tampa Bay, Chicago, and New Orleans. That yeah. is going to be a wild playoff schedule for yourself. It's going to be a little rough. It, it will be a little rough, but, I mean, it's Dalvin Cook. If somebody's going to do it. I believe He's, in him. Yeah, they're going to keep feeding him, and he'll if, definitely be. If a he doesn't get hurt, the option. Yeah, if he doesn't get hurt, a hundred percent. What's the over under? Ooh, dude, I would say people would say fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. Yeah. Oh. I would say I'll a take lot of people would say fifty fifty. I'll sure. take the over. I think <laughs> I think he's due for one more injury. Uh, it would not be a surprise. But is Madison really going to? Step up and get it done. No, I mean Dalvin Cook with twenty-two carries, two hundred and six yards. You said Alexander Madison had fifteen carries, sixteen carries, sixteen carries, sixty-nine. Yeah, that's that's. He almost had the same amount of carries. He had six less carries and a hundred fifty less yards. That is uh, the the difference between the two as of right now. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, did I say right? You nailed it. Thank you. Uh, I mean, he looked pretty good in his first. I mean, his second NFL start, but his first little more evaluation game. I mean, we saw him go against the Rams, but that got out of hand and odd real quick. So it was hard to evaluate him during that start. This one, I really feel like he kind of took the game by uh, storm and was really able to outdo Kyler Murray. Yeah, it was surprising. So is is there any bump for a Preston Williams or a Devontae Parker because two is there and he just he looks better? So, Devontae Parker hasn't topped 64 yards with Tua starting, and Hunter Henry hasn't topped 33 yards. Hunter Henry? Yeah. Sorry, not. Yeah. You mean Gasisic? Gasecki. Sorry, there we go. Gasecki. Gasecki. I mean, they're not producing the yards I expected them. Preston Williams has been the real beneficiary of that offense so far. Uh, but he, I mean, we we're not sure on the condition of his injury and how long he's going to be out. And I mean, if he does well, who knows if he gets hurt again celebrating? So mm-hmm, exactly thing to keep so, uh, keep in mind. It's it's hard to say a pass happy offense that had Fitzpatrick gained an upgrade with Tua. Uh, but we're gonna have to wait and see. It is still very early. He had a pretty good matchup against Carolina uh, Cardinals defense. Uh, Parker, I do want to add Parker was getting shadowed and covered by. Uh, Peterson all week. I mean, not all week, all game. Yeah. Patrick Peterson, there we go, all game. So, I mean, uh, Parker did not have the best of matchups. So, but it's going to be something to keep an eye out. Most importantly, the running back situation to yeah. keep an eye out. Yeah, and the more more of what I'm looking at is seeing who Tua is more comfortable with and who is going to get the targets because obviously he's going to focus to one person, and it looks like Preston Williams so far at least. I mean, Preston Williams is what, 6'5"? Yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah, it's hard not to look his way. And he's very talented. He had some issues coming out of college. That was the only reason he dropped. He's a talented wide receiver. We'll see what happens. Obviously, we need more tape to see who he really feels comfortable with. I think we'll get more of a look next week as well. Yeah, that is very fair. What is your next note? My next quote is a guy that makes me very sad this week. And uh, I think you know who it is. I know exactly who it is. Chase Edmonds. I was really expecting a drastic... A drastic, a great game from him, and it really wasn't. I mean, they gave him the full workload, 25 carries, 70 yards, and he did. He kind of did a Kenyon Drake. He, he really didn't do anything spectacular. So is Chase Edmonds an Alexander Madison? 
he is an Alexander Madison. He is a best in the backup role. Chase Edmonds had a fourth and one. They didn't give it to him. No, no, they gave it to him. Which one are you talking about? Because they had another fourth and one. They had had multiple fourth and ones. And then at the end of the game, I believe there was, what, three minutes left, and all all the Dolphins had to do was – I mean, actually, no. No, you're you're speaking about a different one. Yeah, the one you're on is when they went fourth and one, and he threw it. Kyler Murray threw it to the right. Yes. Incomplete Incomplete. win. And the announcer literally says, if Kenyon Drake is in this game, they are running it with him. Which – it's hearsay on that one, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a good point. Chase Edmonds is not a bigger back, so I would still pick a different play call, to be totally uh, honest with I would you. have ran it. Um, I would have ran it. But it shows that they had a little bit of a concern running with him in fourth and one yeah, and, and getting through the tackles. He is not the biggest of backs. I get that. But, I mean, fourth and one, you got to expect him to pick that up, him or Kyler Murray. That was an awful play call. I would have done an option. Uh, they did that just a previous series. Would have done another one. I yeah. I want Kyler Murray to have the ball in his hand and make a decision on that. Mm-hmm. I, I that, get that. But I think the more surprising was the kicker missing the field goal. That was not a deep kick. It was, what, a 50-yarder? It was, it was, it was about a 49. 49, I'm pretty yeah, sure. I mean, he he should have hit it. He should have hit it. Um, I didn't look like anyone tapped it, but, God, that, that does hurt. That does hurt a little bit. Yeah, it it made uh, a lot of people, I'm sure, very sad because they were expecting overtime and more. I was, I was expecting bonanza. overtime. Yeah. All I needed is one more point. You know, it's a little depressing there. You yeah. got anybody else? From my side, it's your turn now. All right, Evan Ingram again, ten targets. So we talked about it two weeks ago, where he got ten targets and we see him as an upcoming and and really. Dane Dimes doesn't really have a lot of options. He's feeling more comfortable with Evan Ingram, and it's showing 10 targets, five receptions, 48 yards, and a touchdown. I feel very comfortable starting Evan Ingram over and over and over again. They don't have a lot of weapons there. Seems like Ingram is a guy. Golden Tate looks like he's on his way out. Yep. He was a healthy scratch. He didn't even fly with the team. Sterling Shepard, he got his own. Uh, I believe it was six catches for 56 yards. So uh, Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram led the way on that roster right now. Danny Dimes doesn't have much to work with, but he, he he's still, making still something f- work. Still fumbling twice. And he's still fumbling. You know, he's, he's not turnover. He's, he's, turnover the, he's the same Danny Dimes we all know and love. Hey, that's my favorite guy right there. You never disrespect <laughs> him. So the Giants said they had trade offers for Evan Ingram, but they declined them all because they wanted him to be a cornerstone of that offense. Uh, so I consistently think they're going to keep trying to get him involved 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 as much as possible yeah and i mean the good news is a lot of coaches the coach speak you know they, they say something they don't do anything there's actually action it looks like they are planning to get him the ball 10 targets each game that's something you want to see and that's actually what you want uh, yeah so i want to add one more before we go to the waiver wires yeah uh bruce arians he kind of pisses me off He's sitting there and throwing Tom Brady under the bus. What did he say? He said Tom Brady did not make plays. Evan Ingram was wide open many, many times that game. Mike Evans? Mike Evans, sorry. (laughs) Mike Evans was open uh, over and over on that game, and Tom Brady could not hit him. Uh, I think Bruce Arians is a diva of coaches, and he's kind of throwing Tom Brady under the bus right now. I disagree with his antics. Are Are you okay? I I just think like you're supposed to one back up your players. Two, you're supposed to, you know, as much as I like 
I like how he's being brutally honest. I yes. think you should kind of coach talk this way out. And uh, I mean, uh, when you get out coached by Sean Payton and you get absolutely obliterated, what is that? Thirty-seven to three. Then chances are it's not all your quarterback. Why'd you kick that field goal first of all? Oh, it was. I mean, that that's one of those little. I, I just don't want to get shut out field goals. Oh, dude, wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. Huh? Come on. No, I respect them. Now they don't have a donut. A donut. Yeah, I mean, what is it going to be like? Thirty-seven. I like donuts. I mean, I like donuts too. I I don't know about you, but we're just going to get into it. Waiver wire god. Joshua Kelly is going to top off our list at forty-two percent owned in Yahoo leagues. Uh, I mean, he's consistently there and starting in that backfield. It's just a workload that I feel like is questionable for him. Uh, I mean, with the injuries to the running back position, now we have Justin Jackson in the unknown due to him just getting kind of knocked out of that game and then not coming back in. Uh, He is the consistent factor in that offense. You might as well try to grab him and snag him and see what he turns into. Yeah, I mean, this waiver wire list this, this week is not the juicy, juicy ones we usually do. There isn't too much spice. To say the least, there's not a lot of spice. There's not a lot of guys who are going to be league winners. Uh, Stuff like that. So, I mean, Kelly is a guy that's going to be a good bench spot for you. I'm not spending a waiver wire, honestly. I'm not spending a good amount of fab, maybe one or two, to be totally honest with you. Uh, Unless you have Justin Jackson, you can spend a little bit more. But none of these guys right now I'm spending a waiver wire on or putting a lot of fab. How do you feel? It doesn't look like it. I will put some waiver wire for Curtis Samuel. I will put some claim uh, fab on down for him. Okay. I don't know if I'd spend a whole waiver wire claim for it. And that goes into our next guy, Curtis Samuel. Yeah, obviously. exactly. So I, that was my segue. I love it. Yeah, you kind of you went over your head. It's cool. No, it just, wow. You're just so good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So Curtis Samuel, he looks like he's starting to become Teddy Bridgewater's number two receiver. Uh, mm. First, it looked like Robbie Anderson is the number two, but he elevated a number one, eclipsing DJ Moore, and now Curtis Samuel is starting to look like he's eclipsing DJ Moore for that number two spot. Uh, I mean, they're they're looking to get him involved, whether it's running the ball, to sweeps, to trick plays, or just little underneath throws. He looks like uh, he, he can make a man miss and take a play. He looks like a very solid wide receiver three with heavy upside. You know what I love about that take? Yes. You actually nailed all the names. Good job, Thank buddy. You. Thank so, you. So, Kalen Balage is going to be our next guy. And obviously, he got a good amount of workload, 16 carries, 69 yards. Uh, Joshua Kelly was kind of the underwhelmer on there. But I, I, he's going to be a bench guy. I'm not going into it too much. We need to find out what Justin Jackson is going to go and if he's coming back. And if he is, I think it is going to be a split unless Balage just really takes over that role. Kelly did not look good. Bellage is only 1%. Might be a nice little uh, undrafted guy that you can pick up. Kenyon Bellage, no matter how many times he becomes irrelevant, he just finds a way to claw himself back in. Discussion. He just finds a way, and it's uh, it's frustrating because I, I hate the name. So Duke Johnson. You mean Kalen? Yeah, K- Kalen and then Bellage. <laughs> Ima- imagine going, yeah, I'm starting him. I'm starting a guy named Kalen Balaj on my roster. How do you feel about that? It would have been the better take than Justin Jackson or Joshua Kelly last week. 
Yes, but who saw that coming? Nobody. Exactly. Duke Johnson, 16% owned. Uh, I mean, right now, he wouldn't be too relevant if David Johnson wasn't on the concussion protocol, but that is that. So Duke Johnson is going to be technically the starting running back for the Texans if David Johnson is not there and playing. And that means the volume is going to create fantasy points, and Duke Johnson is going to get volume. Yeah, uh, volume, volume, volume. Uh, I'm going to go to the next guy is Christian Kirk, uh, 68% owned. He has been very, very good this year. He's been good. You know, I, I know he's been overshadowed by DeAndre Hopkins, but he's looked very good. Um, Kyler Murray looks very comfortable with him as well. He's a guy you can actually start. Wide receiver three sometimes. He's a guy I feel very comfortable with. Hopkins kind of underwhelmed this game. Three catches, was it 30 yards? Three catches, 30 yards when you had uh, Kirk, your boy Captain Kirk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was four for 168 and a touchdown. I mean, Christian Kirk, he is the deep to, uh, deep intermediate threat. And when you have a high-flying raid offense that the Cardinals have, it's just going to benefit Christian Kirk. Uh, it doesn't look like they're doing too much dump offs. And if it's they're going to, it's going to DeAndre Hopkins. So any type of intermediate to deep route just is going to Christian Kirk. And when you have a running quarterback such as Kyler Murray, it just forces defense to, to, to worry about something else. And then it allows him to get over the top. Uh, I like that pick a lot. I think Christian Kirk is a very solid addition to anybody's fantasy roster. Yeah. Last three games, 20 points, 15, 18. You can't complain about that at all. No, not at all. Now, J.D. McKissick is going to be my guy that I think is the best player to own in this list at 24% owned in Yahoo Leagues. Uh, if Alex Smith is the starter for the Washington football team, then J.D. McKissick is going to be the biggest beneficiary to that offense. I mean, like we mentioned earlier, 14 targets, 9 catches. If it's a half-point PPR league, that's 4.5 just on catches alone. Full point, obviously 9 and then the yards are just an added bonus. And then especially if you sprinkle in a little touchdown, J.D. McKissick is going to be there for negative game scripts. And it is the Washington football team we're talking about. They're going to be facing negative game scripts all year. So I think J.D. McKissick is going to be the back to own in that backfield. Absolutely. So last but not least is uh, Eric Ebron. If, if you need a tight end or you need a spot start, the big boy, 6'4", he has been, since week two, he's ranked 13th among tight ends in targets, which is great. Every game, at least, nothing fewer than four targets. I know his production hasn't been there, but if you need a spot start, I know tight ends can be rough. Last couple games, it was 10 and 8 points. Seems like it's more and more targets as we go. He would be a good spot start for you. Uh all you need is to have the ability to catch a touchdown pass. Eric Ebron has that ability. And in an offense where I expect them to move the ball down the field, it just gives him more and more opportunities to score touchdowns. Uh, of course, I like that pick. And a lot of people like that because he is heavily owned, 65%. That's pretty good for a streamable tight end. So any other thing you want to go over before we send everybody off? Um, I'm excited about the game tonight. The Jets versus the Patriots. I I just want to see two dumpster fires go at it and hope we get some fresh hot takes for next episode. Well, you got some good stuff coming to you. Oh, God. Please. Please. 
All right, we'll see you guys next time. Good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at tttfantasyfootball.com and follow us on Instagram at Top Tier Tactics. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. 